Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey guys, this is Jenny Allen, and you are listening to the Made for This podcast. So one of my favorite things that I do is I get to travel to your cities and meet you face to face. And that even means more now that I've had this podcast because so many of you have reached out and been a part of this journey with us. And I cannot wait to meet you face to face. And we are going to come to a lot of your cities this fall. And we cannot wait. Christy Knuckles is one of my dear friends and Nathan, her family. We all get on the road together and we show up in your city. We roll off our little bus and we talk about Jesus and we talk about life and we worship and it is just an incredible night and I do not want you to miss this. So grab your friends and you can get tickets online at freedomprojecttour.com. So that's freedomprojecttour.com. Go get your tickets, find your city that's closest. And if we don't come to you this fall, don't worry. We are going to be back on the road next year and hopefully in the next few months, we will hit a city near you. But do not miss it. Come join us, bring your friends. It is gonna be an incredible night. We're gonna talk about freedom. We are gonna get real. We're gonna talk about what it means to follow God in our everyday life and just the challenges to that. So you will love it. You will have fun and hopefully it will be a life-changing night. So guess who's back, everybody? It's me. <laughs> it's Kate. Kate Allen, my daughter. What's if you up? did not listen to episode two, go back and listen. She was the most listened to episode from oh, season gosh. one. And so we brought her back <laughs> into the studio for a bonus episode to kind of talk more about the content we talked about last time, but also to answer some of the questions we've gotten from the episode. So first of all, this is a great, great question. You ready? You feel all the warm fuzzies towards me? Do you love me today? I love you so much. Mama. Okay, good. One of the questions I got a lot was, how do I have a close relationship with my daughter? Okay, what y'all did do a really good job of was I never felt like y'all forced your faith on us ever. We went to church. We and like that was a fa- like a family thing. We all, we were all going to go to church, but other than that, you would ask me every once in a while, like, "Hey, Kate, like, do you still talk to Jesus?" Like that was the question, and I remember. One time I was in like second grade and I was sitting on the stairs and you asked me like, what do you talk to God about? Or do you still talk to God? And I, you know, a little second grade Kate is like, well, you know, I still talk to him sometimes, but I don't know. I just got busy. So I don't think about him as much. And you were like, yeah, I get that. And we like talked about that for a little bit, but then we like moved on. And I think in that and just trusting that the Lord was working in my heart and that it wasn't up to you to constantly be talking to me about God and constantly be asking me what I'm learning and see proof of it. The way that our family dynamics work and like the way that our house is like, it like reeks of the goodness of God. The way that y'all just have so much grace for everything. And at the end of the day, you know, we care about grades and we care about the football game and we care about all the things, but at the end of the day, we don't really, you don't. Yeah. (laughs) And there's just so much grace there and how much y'all value making the home and the family a safe place. And it's like, we fend for each other. You never talk about 
bad about your family with anyone and you like you just protect that yeah we didn't let you all do you remember what we used to do when you and connor were getting big fights oh yeah you'd put us in a room together and you wouldn't we couldn't leave until we hugged or something (laughs) like that and they would be in there sometimes for like four hours yeah that was tough (laughs) okay but let's talk about how i mean moms are listening to us right now and they're dying because they want their daughters or their sons to be their friends and they want to have a good relationship like what does it look like for them to to build that safe space and to pursue their daughter without pushing them away. I think we overcomplicate it by making it like mother daughter at the end of the day. Like it's go have fun. Like that's how any like relationship starts with, you know, someone older than you that's kind of mentoring you. You go have fun and you do go do things and you build experiences and you build memories and then as you do life together, you just ask them about the tough stuff. You don't you know, it's not, I don't think the answer is being super wise and not knowing the exact scripture for it. I think it's in asking the right mm-hmm. questions and that might look a little bit different with your daughter. And I think it's also important that girls have mentors or 20 somethings other than, you know, their parents that are guiding them because then, you know, every kid who's grown up in a Christian home is going to have doubts of, do I just believe this because I've grown up in this? And if I had been raised in a different home, you know, what would my thoughts be on this? And everyone wrestles through that. And I think it's good to doubt that because you're pushing back and you're making it your own. But like in a lot of ways, the people that you pushed into my life that weren't were outside of the home were some of the most important relationships because I got to have my faith apart from my parents. And another great place for that was just camp was great because I got to experience meet people that didn't know my parents. I got to experience Jesus apart from home, apart from my home church. I think it's just, and it doesn't have to be camp and it doesn't have to be 20 somethings, but just being in spaces where you are meeting Jesus apart from like the confines of your home that you've grown up in. I think it just breaks him out of boxes. Okay. So not everybody. I mean, let's be real. You're deep. I'm deep. We go deep. <laughs> it's what we do. <laughs> yes. Not true. everybody's don't wired love. that way. So talk to the mom that's like, I don't know how to draw my daughter out. She never opens up to me or her or my son. I don't know how to get my son to open up. Yeah. What would you say to, to that parent? I would say everybody hurts and everybody at some level really does want to be known. And a lot of points where kids are at a place where they're not really talking to people in general in their life and like a lot of times when they're hard to reach is because they don't have good community or they're not in a good spot but at the center of that like they still want to be known by people sometimes kids just need someone other than their mom and yeah they need and that's okay you've mm-hmm. you've totally. you and I've been there yes where you just want to talk to somebody else about it and you're not going to talk to me about it yeah and you've drawn that boundary and that's okay Mm-hmm. And and that's different because as long as they're talking to somebody, I've always said that as long as you're talking to somebody and as long as you don't think that I won't have grace for you for mm-hmm. whatever it is, like if that's yeah. the reason. But I mean, there's a member of our family, one of the kids, and I will not use their gender or their name, that is very difficult to open up. And it is not like I have this, you know, easy relationship with all my kids and they all share all their guts. Like I have to fight for this one. And Sometimes we tag team this one and we will take this one to dinner and really, you know, fight for her together even sometimes. And there's a lot of times that that kid will share things with you that that they never share with me. And that's okay. Like it's not, we're not in the business of forcing our kids to open up to us, but I do think we have to fight for them, whatever that looks like. Okay, I want to talk about something because I think this matters 
to everyone and it's what you are learning right now. And I want to talk about it. What are you learning about grace and what are you learning about not being so hard on yourself? Dang. Yeah. Okay. Um, go there. Let's go there. I think for me, I kind of hit a point we were talking the other day and I was just so basically just tired of being broken and tired of sanctification and just worn out and tired of fighting prideful Kate and tired of, I don't know, just all of it and it coming in contact with other people and there being consequences from that. And I kind of came to a point where I was telling you about it and I was so frustrated with it because I was like, it's distracting me from the mission. It's making me waste time. It's like this this thing to the side that is keeping me from living in fullness of life that God has. And you just like looked at me and you were just like, no, like this is the fight. And like, this is the mission of like, first and foremost of like you being made like Christ and, you know, anything that comes as an overflow of that, whether that's you loving on people and that being mission, like comes as an overflow of you becoming like Christ and sanctification is that. And so the fight that you're fighting right now is not a distraction from the battles that you're fighting. It is the fight and that you're going to be fighting it the rest of your life. Dang it. I know. And that's exactly <laughs> what I said. And it was like, bummer. And and I think it's it's been a change of perspective because it's like, then it's me including when I think of, you know, Paul s- saying like, you'll, you'll suffer for a short while. You know, you can include the struggle towards sanctification in that. And you're like, okay, like that's still a short while. And there's going to be a moment when, you know, it all fades out. And then all of a sudden, like, we are like Jesus. Like he just like completely purifies us and we don't have to wrestle with prideful Kate anymore. We don't have to wrestle with all the thoughts that are spiraling and how we get up in our heads all the time. Kate, you have a microphone to a lot of people right now. What would you, like just in your own heart and life right now, like what would you say to them when you're thinking of the things they're facing and the things they're struggling with? The only thing, I mean, I can't really say anything other than this just because it's blowing my mind right now, but just prayer is breaking out of so many boxes in my life. And it has been like where junior year I walked into the year and people would ask me like kind of my fears in it. And it was my second year at a new school. So I kind of knew the ropes. And my biggest fear was I was scared that I wasn't going to lead myself well enough to lead other people. And this year, you know, it's, you've got more people under you and you've got more responsibilities and I think the only way that God is just sheltering me from that fear and, and junior year, that 100% happened. Like I was a mess. I was just undisciplined. I slept through so much of my life. Let's just say I got in some attendance trouble. You did. Anyway. So (laughs) while that was like kind of funny to my friends and like, it was just kind of a joke at the same time when like you don't have a morning routine and you're rushing out of bed and you're in survival mode the whole day, you can't really look up from yourself and you're thinking about yourself the whole day and there's just no space to reach out and so junior year was kind of a flat on my face kind of year but senior year like the reason why I don't have the fear coming into it is not because I think I'm any stronger (laughs) I think I'm still pretty weak and that season reminded me of just like you are so weak that you literally can't even get out of bed without God and just brought me to that level which I needed but this year the only reason why I don't feel that fear is because I've been talking to God about it and because I've been talking about all the things that, you know, he's allowed me to be in this year and like how he's not going to call me or he's not going to lead me. And that if as long as I'm depending on him, as long as I'm praying and just communicating with him constantly, he's going to show up and he's going to lead me in all the things that he's brought about. 
my biggest thing going into this year is just prayer is more important than doing because if I'm not doing without prayer, then that work is in vain and it's dust. And Okay, so show us a little bit what that looks like. Like What? Let's go to your brain this morning because it was a big morning. Yes. You're leading the cross-country yes. team. You're a captain and you get up this morning <laughs> for your first practice yeah. and you're headed in. You're very anxious about it last night. <laughs> so 4 a.m. you woke up? What time? I woke up at 4.30. And what it looked like to talk to God because I think yeah. people need to know how to pray. Mm. So what prayers looked like for me, I heard this sermon and part of it was this guy talking about his quiet time and how he starts every single morning with writing out or saying out loud, Lord, like I recognize that as I've been asleep, you've been keeping waves pounding on shores and that you've been stirring people's heart across the world. And I recognize that as I wake up, I'm walking into your mission. And I think just putting our hearts in that place where we recognize our place in all of it and just how much bigger he is. I think the first step just in my prayer life is putting myself in my place and recognizing like almost like my, you know, when I like to make myself the center of the world and like my insignificance in the grand scheme of things, yet he chooses to make me significant. And so, and at the same time, it's because he bends down to listen, I'll pray as long as I have breath. And he's given me a faith and I've been praying for it, but I've just watched him give me this faith behind my prayers where I'm really believing that he can do it. And it's, you know, Ephesians 3.20 and just believing that everything that I'm going to think of or ask, he's fully able to do it and way more abundantly than that. And so it's bringing him what I have and then begging him to do far more abundantly with it. And I've just watched as I've gotten on my knees in the morning and he has done that and like begging him to do a work five times as much as he did yesterday and today and like hungering for more and more of that. Okay. So go to the practice this morning. Yeah. You were um, anxious last yeah, night. So and we prayed. Yes. You laid down next to Dad and I and we, yes. we prayed and Dad prayed for you. And I think this morning, I mean I'm I've been gone and I'm coming late into cross country season, even though I'm in a leadership position. And it was one of those things where the team has been together and I feel like I have a loss of credibility and I'm nervous to meet all the new people. Just this morning it was waking up and I'm bad at waking up. So literally even the fact that I was able to like sit up and it felt I felt fresh was an answer of prayer from last night that I was able to roll out of bed like that. But it looked like me putting on my worship music because I was in a rush and I I was early and I was kind of groggy. And so I didn't have the focus to like sit there and be with him. And then I think dad had read, had said something from Psalm 73 last night. And I just looked at it as I was going out the door for like five minutes. And I think it's like, it looks like setting apart time in the busy. Cause I think he really works. He values that when we don't have a lot of time and yet we still choose to prioritize prayer. And I've seen it as that really does impact whatever I'm going into. And so I got in the car, I picked up first, you know, we have a carpool and I picked up just one of my girls that I do life with. And before the other girls got in the car, me and Ellie Jones, we just prayed. We prayed over the carpool. It was the first day I prayed over the season. I prayed over our conversations that even though it's with plenty of non-believers that somehow they would try and be glorifying amidst all of it. And then we walked into it. And I think sometimes I'll beat myself up for walking into a room and then feeling like I leave God at the door or like I am not constantly talking to him in all the moments and I'm not praying continuously, but it's been a sweet season of like, whether that's at camp being stretched and being with little kids and having to entertain them all the time that I can walk into a room and invite him into it. And he was going to go there whatever you know I did but mentally just being like God I recognize you're in this room and as I can't be talking to you every other second I pray that 
you just put me in a posture of prayer and that I know that even like subconsciously more than I can even control, you're going to work through me and not because, you know, I'm so steadfast and I'm praying to you all the time, but just because you have work to be done through me. And it's been cool as he has like helped me to just, and that comes in different forms that might come in a conversation, but it also might come in just energizing a room full of people and just being joyful and being just at peace with yourself. Cause I think there's something about walking into a room and you're not just grabbing for attention and you're not grabbing for people's approval that people notice. Here's, here's my thing. Just to like people my age and like I've wrestled with this with friends and I think the same thing can happen with parents of like, you can't be the Holy Spirit and God's timing for every single person's life and when they come to know him is perfect. And so anything other than that is less than perfect. And I've just had to wrestle with even just like my friends of I can't be the Holy Spirit and I can show them how I live and I can tell them how much freedom is in it and goodness and they can still choose to reject it. And that's that's not mine to bear. And it's trusting that God loves them more than I could ever love them. And God wants them to be saved more than I ever could. And he also sees their sin and sees the darkness that they're in more than I can. And the fact that he's the he feels that way towards all of them and he's the one that's orchestrating this whole thing is just, it puts me at peace. Okay, Kate. Mom. Don't go to college. <laughs> no kidding. I was telling Nana today how like, I feel pretty at peace with all the things and leaving, like I feel like a new chapter will be fun, but the one thing that just breaks my heart is ending the era of just living at home and being able to come home and home being with y'all and... My mom, she, y'all, she's crying. <laughs> Wanting you not to move me into my most painful thing in life yeah, right now. I'm sorry about it. <sighs> I, we're not going to go there yet. No. No. Stop. I don't want to go there either. We have a whole year. Yeah, we do. Let's live it up. Live it up. Love you, kid. Thanks for coming in. Bonus episode. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Made for This podcast. We hope you guys enjoyed today's episode with Jenny and Kate Allen. As soon as Kate did her very first interview on the podcast, we knew you guys were going to want to hear from her again. If you want to listen to Kate's first interview, you can go back and listen to episode two, When Making Friends is Difficult. And just wanted to remind you that there is a free download on Jenny's website called The Friend Guide. It's a seven-step guide to making better friends and being a healthy friend that has more content from Jenny, prayer prompts, some scripture you can read through, and some worksheets at the end just to help you process all the things we're talking about on this podcast. So if you head to Jenny's website, JennyAllen.com, you can put your email in and download your friend guide today. We will see you guys for this next episode of the Made for This podcast. <laughs>